Blog Talk Radio. Well, good afternoon. This is Pastor Ted Payton and Angela Payton for our prayer time today with you, the 16th, Martin Luther King's birthday. Let us get started by having a word of prayer. Father, we just thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for this nation. Lord, we thank you that you have kept us and watched over us, O oh God, and we just bless you this day. Even among all the confusion, Lord, you told us to pray, and that we are here to do. We are to pray. We pray for our leaders. Lord, we pray for those coming in, those leaving. Father, we just thank you because we know that you are God. We know that it is love that is the power within the universe to change every heart. God is a God that can change the heart of a king. And if we just believe by faith what the word says, call those things that be not. Father, we call today a peaceful day. We call this nation a peaceful nation. Lord, we call the transition in government a peaceful transfer. Father, we just bless you. And, Father, we thank you for our people, even those that might be uncertain about their futures. Lord, we just pray for them. We just pray that they understand that you are the creator. You are the one that is in charge. You are the one that has given us instruction by your word. And if we will accept your word, oh, God, we will know that all is well with us because there is power in your word. There is power in the name of Jesus. And today, we accept that power. We declare. We declare the power of Jesus over his word, oh God. It is word that has given us instruction. So as we go forth today in this prayer, Father, we just bless each and every one that's listening. And we go forth in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for you getting off, getting us off to a really good start in prayer today. Um, I felt that today would be a good day for uh, us to just touch base with those who uh, may be on the line and those who may listen to us later on. Um, I'm always a favor of noonday prayer, uh, praying in the morning and praying at night, praying as many times as you can. But um, today we're at home and we're just relaxing around the table, uh, reading and studying the Word of God, and we decided to, to do this special broadcast. So for those who weren't able to join us at noon, we understand that, but we we ask that you come on later and listen to the broadcast and just enjoy what the Lord has uh, has to say. Um, he's always speaking. He's always speaking to us. He's always talking. Uh, the Scripture says that, and we believe it. And um, so we just wanted to share with you. Um, like my husband said, that we wanted to share with you today that. God is still on the throne. We are to pray for our leaders, and we will we will pray for our leadership and for this nation. And we believe the awesome, awesome things uh, that this new leadership will be able to do. And we just we just pray their blessings over this new leadership. And we just thank the Lord. And there's nothing to be fearful about. There's nothing to be afraid of as we do this transition. So we just encourage everyone to just pray for our leadership and pray and lift them up and hold all of our leaders uh, in prayer. And that's what the scripture tells us to do. So we just pray for them. Amen. Well, one of the things that I wanted to say too today is that as we look at the word of God, I was doing in my devotions this morning, I'm going to talk about a couple of subjects, but one of the subjects 
the Lord was uh, speaking to me was to uh, be a carrier of his presence. Uh, yesterday on Sunday, the pastor spoke about the presence of God, and I just wanted to continue and talk a little bit about uh, being a carrier of the presence of God. You know, with our lifestyle and um, as Christians, God is asking us to be those who would worship the Lord and worship him in spirit and in truth. But for us to be able to do that, we also want to be carriers of his presence. People need to know that when they come into your presence, they don't sense the devil. They sense the presence and the power of the Almighty God. Um, we are to be carriers of his presence. We are to honor him with our lives, with our livelihood. People should be able to see a difference in our walk and how we talk. And that's being a carrier of his presence. And so as we continue this new year, into this new year, we want to have people to understand and to know that we are to be the carriers of the power and presence of Almighty God. And I believe that with that being said, um, my husband may have a few scriptures on that, but I'm going to pull out a few scriptures on the presence just on the presence of God. I think he had some scriptures yesterday on the presence of the Lord. Um, I don't know if he had anything right off, but the Lord just put that on my spirit, that we need to be uh, worshipers before him and to be a carrier of his presence. People will not know who he is without the Christians, us, the Christians, uh, really exemplifying who God is in the earth, who God is in the earth. You know, in the Old Testament, it uh, showed where they had the Ark of the Covenant, and that represented the presence of the Lord. It represented his glory. Amen. It, it represented his glory. And we are Christians to glorify and magnify the Lord. We People should see from us the love that we have for our fellow man and honoring other people and the love that we have, they should see the magnification of the Lord Jesus Christ in our life. The glory of the Lord should be revealed as we walk out the presence of the Lord. Now, let me point out a few things, too. We talk about the presence of God, but even as we begin to pray, uh, while my wife is getting some more scriptures about his presence, but in in order to invoke the presence of God, when God hears his words spoken back to him, when God hears us say something that he has said, such as, let's go to uh, Psalm 62, the first two verses. As you begin to talk to the Lord, as you begin to worship, as you begin to pray, listen to this scripture. Psalm 62, 1 and 2 says this, Truly my soul waited upon God. His cometh my salvation. Verse 2, he only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. Now, when you begin to recite that back to God, and then look at verse 8. Verse 8 says this. No, verse 5. Verse 5 says this. My soul, wait thou upon God, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. 
I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength and my refuge in him. Can you imagine saying that to God when you begin to pray? Can you imagine just beginning to tell God about the things that he said? Even as we come into his presence, even as we begin to walk, and as we begin to say back to God in verse 8, trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your hearts before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. Think about it. God is a refuge for us. So as we begin to give back to God his word, and he knows that we understand his word, and even as you spend time in his presence, as you recite back to God what his word says, then that just continues to invoke the presence of God. And even in Psalm 53, as you continue, it says, O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsts for thee, my flesh longs for thee in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. To see the power, to see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen in the sanctuary. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift my hands in thy name. And it goes on to talk about. God and who he is and who he is to us. And as we begin to pray back his word to him, then it does something to us. It feeds our very soul. The Bible says be filled with the spirit, be filled with his presence. Well, that's what it's all about. And invoking that we go to him in prayer, reciting back to him those things that he said in his word. And David was really good at it. David was a worshiper. And this is what David did. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Why? Because God is a good God all the time. God is a good God all the time. And when we talk about his presence, that's what being in his presence is all about. It is acknowledging him. The Bible says, in all thy ways, acknowledging him, and he will direct. As we acknowledge God, then we won't have so many questions about, well, what about this, what about that? As we acknowledge God, he will begin to fill in a lot of those blanks that we may have when you talk about his presence. Amen. So let me go. I have a couple of scriptures um, that um, I want to point our way to. In Psalms 139 and 7, it says, "Where, Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? In Exodus 33 and 14, it says, And he said, My presence shall go with you, and I will and I will give you rest. My presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. Amen. You will make known to me, in Psalm 16 and 11, it says, You will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy, and in your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. In his presence is fullness of joy. Mm. Now, let me do this scripture too. Now this is this is one of my favorite Psalms one oh three. And this is what the way King James says it, and I'm just kinda of trying to imagine what how we would say it today. It's like it's like two people are talking because what David is doing is this. One part of him is talking to the other. David is saying this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, 
David is talking to his soul. He's saying, bless the Lord, O my soul, and not only that, and everything else that's within me, you bless God. Mm. And then the conversation goes on, and then David began to remind his soul and the other part of him. He said, look, man, y'all need to bless God because, listen, you know, there's some benefits to blessing God. So now we need to bless God because now we need some things. And then verse 3 says, "Who? what benefits are there? Listen, this God that we're about to bless, he forgives all of our iniquities. Amen. He heals all of our diseases. Who redeemeth us from life and destruction, who crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. Hey, you need to bless God because if you don't bless God, I'm going to miss out on some things. So, so you need to look. You need to step in line because I need my iniquities taken care of. I need my diseases taken care of. I got some needs. So, look, you don't have time to play around and just be lackadaisical or just play around and just kind of like daydream. I got some vested interest in my reason for blessing God. So, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Verse 5 says, He satisfies thy mouth with good things, with Amen. good things, Amen. so that my youth is renewed like the eagle. Amen. My youth is renewed like the eagle. My youth is renewed like the eagle. The, then he goes on, the, the Lord executes righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. For all that are oppressed. And it goes on to talk about all the benefits. All the benefits that we have by what? Blessing God. How do you bless God? You open your mouth. You enter to his gates with thanksgiving and to his court with praise, and you begin to just recite what God has given us, his word, and you begin to do that. Hey, hey, so you, you, you got to, you got to kind of get with the program. You have got to get with the program because when you don't, look what you miss out on. Amen. Amen. It's like God is standing over there with all the gifts, and all we got to do is go over there and get them. All we got to do is enter into His presence, because when we bless Him, there are benefits for doing so. Mm. There are benefits for doing so. Amen. And I believe, according to this, there are like thirty or thirty plus benefits that God gives for just blessing Him, just blessing Him, for His mercy endureth forever. His mercy endures forever. It is everlasting to everlasting. Amen. Forever and ever. His mercy endures forever. God's a merciful God. And when we mess up, which we do, some more than others, God is merciful. He is merciful. And all we have to do is receive his mercy. Amen. Receive it. Amen. He's already done everything for us that he's going to do. It's just a matter of us entering into his presence so that we can receive what it is that he has already done for us. Amen. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Not just my soul, but everything. My toes, my fingers, my eyes, my ears, hey, everything. When you look in the mirror, hey, eyes, everything. Bless God. Bless God. Because there are benefits. You know what? God blesses obedience. And sometimes we look at obedience about just doing some things. But the Bible says, bless the Lord. When we bless God, we're being obedient. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we look at it, well, being obedient is not doing anything wrong. Well, Mm -hmm. let's let's not talk about not doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about just doing the things that he says. If you do these things, I instituted this from the foundation of the world for Mm -hmm. you to do this. If you just do this, then a lot of the things you're whining about, 
you won't have to be concerned about because you are doing and being who I've called you to be. Amen. Amen. You are being who I call you to be. So spend time blessing God. Amen. Spend time lifting up his name. Spend time in his presence. Amen. And when you do that, the benefits will just be there. Like they say, look, if you work on your job, you have certain benefits. If you just work your job, just show up for work every day, when you retire, your retirement will be there. Why? Because those are benefits. If you show up for work every day, come payday, your money will just be there. Why? Because those are your benefits. Well, don't decide not to go to work a few weeks. Your benefits for not going to work as well, when you're trying to get paid, you may be a little short. It's all built in the process. God made us that way. Amen. He made us that way. Amen. So his presence, oh, yeah, that's why I want to be. In his presence, the fullness of joy. Amen. In his presence, absolutely. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. That's who he is. And when you go to his word, let me tell you, when you go to God's word and begin to just ex, just read what he says, just, just simply just read what God says, as you begin to do that, it's food to your soul. It's food to your spirit. And what happens when we eat? We get happy. <laughs> you ever seen anybody eating their food? They just patting their foot and just kind of like, just kind of like, just kind of like dancing in their feet or whatever. The food is nutritious. It's good. And what they do is they respond that way. I'm being fed. Then they get up. They're full of energy. They can go about their day well as in the natural sort of the spirit. You feed your natural man so you can get up and move about and go and do things. So what about your spirit man? Spirit man. Feed your spirit man the word of God. As you feed your spirit man the word of God, then the more you feed yourself, the more you're going to want to eat. Amen. And I wanted just to say with the presence of God, that's, that's where the blessings are because you're in his presence. And in his presence is not only fullness of joy, it's everything that we need in, in, our, in, our, in the natural realm as well. Because God is a holistic God. Everything is complete and sound. He's not broken. There's nothing broken in him. So when he comes and when the presence of God is on you and in you and flowing out of you, then there's healing. Because he's, he's a God that's he's not only a healer, but there's nothing in him broken. There's nothing in him uh, uh, of a sin nature. There's nothing in him that's sick and diseased. So when the presence of God is ushered in, when you are when you are carrying the presence of God, you carry wisdom. You carry the healing power of Jesus in you. You carry that with you. If Jesus was in the presence, nothing could stand. No demon could stand in the presence of the Lord. No demonic entity entity that causes sickness and disease can stand. And so uh, poverty has to flee. Uh, the, the the demonic uh, entities of poverty has to flee. So all of these all of these things that bind humanity and also bind Christians uh, will dissipate as we usher in the presence of the living God. So nothing can stand in His presence that is not pure, that is not of integrity. It cannot stand in the presence of the Lord. And that's why it's so powerful to be a worshiper before the Lord. He says that he's looking for those who would worship him in spirit and in truth. And once we do that, then we understand that the presence of God is so key, so key and so important with our relationship with the Lord and also us being victorious Christians here on earth. And so we just wanted to share that with you about the presence 
of the Lord because it's so foundational to our relationship with him. So many people kind of question, well, where is God? Well, where was God when this was done? God was right here in the middle with you wherever you are. And the fact of the matter is because we don't honor the Lord, or we don't honor his word, we are busy with all kinds of things, and we want to schedule him in. He is not, he doesn't want to be scheduled in. He wants to be the first thing you think about in the morning and the last thing you think about when you, before you lay your head on that pillow. And until we as Christians understand that and get that, then we remain frustrated. We remain discouraged. We remain uh, with issues in life that really should not be there because we have penciled God into our agenda and not the other way around. God needs to be the agenda, and everything else circles around that. And if I don't do that, see, in the Old Testament, David had worshipers and people who wanted to be in the presence of God 24-7. So everybody had their time slot of being there, but there was worship and the presence of God falling on the Israelites 24-7, 24-7. And you have to say to yourself, am I practicing the presence of the Lord in my own life on a daily basis? And so the Lord impressed me today as we begin to do this uh, uh, session of interceding on behalf of you and praying for your needs to speak to you about the presence of the Lord. See, the presence of God will break the the, the um, shackles off of you, the things that are hurting you and harming you, emotional distress. All of these things comes because we are not ushering in the presence of God and we're not um, uh, just, we're not carriers of his presence. And we're not honoring the Lord and his word and putting him first and foremost in our lives. So I don't know if my husband had something else to say about that, but um, I I also want to speak to um, the spirit of fear that wants to come upon us, even Mm -hmm. as we spoke about um, uh, things being transitioned this week and all of that. We as Christians cannot walk in the spirit of fear, of intimidation, of uh, what's going to happen. And I just speak to that uh, spirit of fear and uh, intimidation and not knowing, and discouragement and not knowing what's coming next. Look, we know what's coming next. We know that Jesus is on the throne. We know that he is a... Uh, he is here in our hearts and he's still here. And so we don't want to... Uh, Russell with that spirit We want to just praise the Lord And thank the Lord And understand that nothing's changed um, And that we don't want to be Grappling with the spirit of fear Let me talk Let me let me speak about spirit of fear Because see what we need to understand is As believers As believers we know that God Is who he say he is We know that Jesus has given us power and authority On this earth Now in order for Jesus to do what he said he's going to do, he needs vessels that believe his word. Now, we succumb to fear 
once you succumb to fear, then you're not usable by God. Because fear is of the devil. Only thing that can happen when you succumb to fear is you allow the enemy to use you. You're going to be used by God or you're going to be used by the enemy. Now, the Bible says that thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. That's our prayer. Jesus told us to pray that. Lord, let your kingdom come here on earth just as it is in heaven. Now, in order for that to take place, we must be usable by God. We must believe his word. We must believe that we can call those things that be not as though they are. We must believe that we can speak to the mountain and it will cast itself into the sea. So rather than us complaining about this, complaining about that, why don't we call this and that something else? Call those things that be not as though they are. Call this and that those things are successful, those things that are glorious, those things that are. I know that we have uh, lawmakers on Capitol Hill, but let me tell you something. We can pray the prayer of faith, and they can be saying one thing out of their mouth and something else can come out. Amen. Why can I say that? Because that's what happened to Balaam. Balaam went to curse Israel. Every time he got ready to curse Israel, he blessed them. Amen. So we can say, Lord, rather than them cursing us, rather than them taking away our insurance, rather than them doing all the things, we pray the blessings of God in their mouth. We pray that every time they try to do one thing, they bless us. We pray that every change they make is going to bless us. We pray that everything they begin to do is going to bless us. Lord, we thank you that you've taken control of their mouth and their mind, their heart. Everything that they do is going to bless us. We refuse to accept anything less than the blessings of God. I don't care where it comes from. It can come from the right. It can come from the left. It doesn't matter. Let's call those things that come out of the mouth of Congress a blessing, not a curse, a blessing. We speak forth a blessings of God on earth as it is in heaven. There is no poverty. There is no sickness and disease. So we call it forth. Father, we thank you that those things that is meant to harm us, we thank you that you're going to turn them around and make them bless us, just as you did in the mouth of Balaam. He wanted to curse God's people, but every time he opened his mouth, he blessed them instead. We take that scripture right now, and we pray it. We proclaim it. We call those things that be not as though they are. We call the nasty attitude of those people who want to harm us. We say every time they try to harm us, they're going to bless us. And the Bible says, love your enemies. Love your enemies. And as you begin to pour love on top of your enemies, how can they respond in any other way? Love is the most powerful force there is in the universe. God is love. That's God himself. And as we begin to express it through this body and mind of ours, as we begin to express it, like they say, when all else fails, try telling the truth. (laughs) Try telling the truth. So even as they begin to express themselves, we say, Lord, take their words, dip them in love, and let them proceed. Take the words that they speak, let them fall through the screen of love, and let them continue. Let them continue on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for on earth as it is in heaven. Okay. 
Okay. Well, praise the Lord. I, I just appreciate that. I think that, uh, you know, that that was something that I think as the time progresses on, that's something that we'll have to tackle. But we just have to understand that God is faithful and he has not left us and he, he has not left us and he is on the throne and we just appreciate that. Um, another thing that, a uh, topic that I wanted to, to cover and I think as time progresses that we need to understand as long as far as the presence of the Lord and not also not being intimidated and, and being uh choked by fear, um, is to understand the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I'm gonna share um this uh this uh um this is a daily devotion that I have. It's a thirty one decrees of blessings for life and it's um I'm trying to see who the author is real quick. But um, I'll share with you the, who the author is a little bit later. I can't find the author. But I'm just going to share with you. you. We have to understand that the Holy Spirit, let's go to John 14 and 26. John 14 and 26, it says that the, that we have a helper. And that helper is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. And he will teach you all things. And he will bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. You know, the Lord has given us power through the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is just just not to uh, influence us, but he's to give us power. He is the Spirit of God himself who has been given us the power, who has given us the Father's gift to those who believe in Christ. He is God's presence and being with you in you. The Holy Spirit is the very Spirit of Christ. John 3 tells the story when Jesus talked with Nicodemus, a religious man who was inquiring about the kingdom of God. Jesus explained to him that in order to enter the kingdom, he must be born again. Nicodemus tried to process that comment with his own mind that couldn't grasp it. Jesus further explained to him that which is born of the spirit is spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit will enter into the spirit of those who invite Christ to be their savior and give them entrance into the what kingdom of God. Man, male and female is a three man, male and female uh, is a three-part being. Spirit, we're soul and we're body. Rebirth takes place when the spirit of God enters man's spirit. A miracle occurs, and the individual becomes a brand new creature within. That's 1 Corinthians 5 and 17. The Holy Spirit is in every believer to lead us, to guide us, to teach us, to empower us, to convict us, and to direct us. Jesus said, He who believes in me, as the Scripture says, from his innermost being will flow rivers of what? Living water. But this he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. That's in John 7, 38 and 39. That means we can open our hearts to release his power and love to the world around us. And in Acts 1 and 8, Jesus taught the disciples that not only could the Holy Spirit dwell within, but he could also rest upon us. We shall also be baptized with the Holy Spirit. God so passionately desires to dwell with his people that he has fully given himself to be in us and on us and to completely fill us. If we yield ourselves to him, inviting his spirit to come into our life, he will come. The more you yield, the more he fills. 
Invite him to fill you afresh right now and receive his present empowerment by faith. See, the Holy Spirit is there to help empower us. As, as we continue in our faith, we need to spend time speaking in tongues. We need to spend time um, uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to direct us, not be in the flesh. I think this is time for us to be able to allow the Holy Spirit to, to just build us, build us up in our faith. And, and, and some people, you know, just haven't spent time just speaking in tongues. You haven't spent time just allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through you. He, he speaks to us. He's going to guide us. He's going to direct our path. He is going to talk to you. The Holy Spirit is our empowerment here on earth. And I just want to admonish you, spend time speaking in tongues. Spend time building and strengthening up your spirit man, your spirit man, because it's necessary. It's necessary. It's necessary to spend time in the presence of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It's necessary to spend time with Jesus. It's necessary. He is our meat and drink. He is our bread of life. Life flows through the Word of God. Life will flow through the Holy Spirit as you begin to allow it. When you do Holy Spirit, you shut down that mind of flesh that wants to talk and nag and, and do everything else other than worship the living God, other than putting the living God first place in your life. And we just wanted to encourage you today um, and just encourage you, to to uh to understand that it's the presence of God, it's the Word of God, and it's the Holy Spirit. And with those things, we have nothing to fear. There's nothing to fear because we are fully equipped to uh to be victorious. We're fully equipped to be be victorious. And um, I'm gonna read some of the decrees while my husband is looking for some scriptures on the Holy Spirit or whatever he wants to share. But I'm gonna just read um. Some of these decrees. It says the Holy Spirit lives mightily within me, and you need to say that to yourself. And has given me new life in the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit teaches me all things. He's teaching you all things, and He is going to reveal Christ to you. The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. Amen. Into all truth, not lies, not all kinds of crazy stuff that's going on, he's going to lead you into truth. And you know what truth does? It allows you to be at peace, peace with the living God, because you are standing in his truth, in his word. And it doesn't matter how many things are raging against you, if you're walking in truth, you're walking in integrity and the peace of the living God. Amen. I am filled, let's say that together, I am filled with and empowered by the sovereign spirit of the Lord with wisdom, with understanding, with counsel, with strength, with knowledge, and with the fear or honor and respect of the Lord. So many people today, they don't respect or honor the Lord. And we wonder why we can't hear from him. We have to honor him with our time, with our resources, with our attitudes. We have to honor and respect the living God. 
and then we will begin to see the blessings of the Lord. We begin to see strongholds being broken off of our lives because we have allowed God to be first and foremost in our lives. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells within me and brings life, strength, and health to my mortal body, to this flesh. This flesh can be renewed as we begin to speak the word of God over our lives, as we begin to ingest the word of God like good food. I have a life-giving communion and relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. I have a life-giving communion and re- hallelujah with the relationship that I have with the Lord through the Holy Spirit. We have a relationship with the Lord. We are sons and daughters of His, and we should be proud of that. He says, I am bold to testify of the goodness and truth of, the, of God because of the Holy Spirit's empowerment in my life. I am bold to testify of the goodness and truth of God because of the Holy Spirit's empowerment in my life. The Holy Spirit convicts me of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. I have insights for the future through the Holy Spirit. We can know the future through the Holy Spirit. He can provide for us, and he can tell us what is to come. Amen? So we don't have need of fearing of any man or anything. Amen? The Holy Spirit discloses to me what belongs to me in Jesus' name. Amen. So these are the decrees. And um, I just admonish you to understand that we are fully equipped. We are fully equipped through the Holy Spirit. And um, Patricia King is, is the one that wrote these decrees. And she's a beautiful woman of God. And um if you can get a hold of the book, it's called 31 Decrees of Blessings for Your Life. It's just a blessing. Um, she's a blessing, and it's just it's just phenomenal, um, the decrees, because as you begin to speak and prophesy over your life, uh, you will see God really move and begin to touch your life as you allow him to be a part of your life. I, I feel so sad for some people. Sometimes they, they think that God is not around and he's not speaking, um, he's always speaking. It's a question of have you talked to him lately? Have you opened up your heart and begin to speak to the Lord? And do are you cultivating your relationship with Jesus? And it's so important to have a, a, a daily, uh, just an intimacy with the Lord and um, spending time with him so that he can talk to you and speak to you and your heart can be open to him. Amen. So, Lord, I just thank you for those who are listening, that they will just be blessed, that you will encourage their hearts today, Lord God, as we celebrate uh, the holiday, Martha the King's birthday, and as we move into this, the rest of this uh, year and this week, Lord God, we know that you are in every situation, every circumstance, Lord God. We just lift up your name. And we just encourage our believers, Lord God, to be encouraged that we have the word of God, hallelujah, that is the life-breathing force of the Lord Jesus Christ, right in our hands that we can touch him and hear him speak. And, and, and he burns in our hearts as we read the word because we know it's living word. We know it's life to, our, to us and to our flesh. And we thank you, Father, for that. Then we thank you, Lord God, for the Holy Spirit. I pray for those who are on the line that may not know, uh, may not even know the Lord, 
but those who also don't are not filled with the Holy Spirit, I pray that you would baptize them with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And for those who don't know Jesus, I pray right now that they will, that Jesus will come into their hearts, that they will accept you as their Lord and Savior, that they will know you, O oh Lord, because they receive you, O oh Lord, and every sin has been wiped away. And we just declare a decree for those who need healing, Lord God. I pray for the healing power of Jesus to touch them right now. I pray that you will touch their their bodies, Lord God, whatever may be ailing them, whatever may be vexing them, Lord God, whatever may be troubling their mind, Lord God, in the solical realm, I command it to cease and desist right now in the name of Jesus. We decree healing and the power of God to move upon their life right now. We pray, Lord God, anyone with financial needs, Lord God, you said that in your word you are the provider, oh God. You're the provider, oh God. We don't have to worry about our next meal or any provisions that we may have. So, Lord, we declare and decree right now that their financial needs are met in the name of Jesus. We declare it, we decree it, and it shall be so, Lord God. And we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let me uh, share this scripture. I don't know how much more time we have. Just an hour. Uh, let me share this scripture. Uh, Hebrews 9 and 24. Hebrews 9 and 24. Because, see, we are believers in Christ, and we talk about Jesus Christ. We talk about him going to the cross, getting up out of the grave. But the Bible says that Jesus yet lives. Jesus is alive right now. He's just as real as you are sitting where you are or listening where you are or wherever you are. Jesus is just as real as you are. He has a physical body and he has a spiritual body. He has the same body that he left this earth with. He is now sitting at the right hand of the Father. And this is what 9 and 24, I believe I said, or 8, 24, I think it was 8, 24, uh, Hebrews 8 and Hebrews 9, Hebrews the ninth chapter 24, verse. listen to what it says. 24, it says, For Christ is not entered into the holy places made with hands. In other words, Christ is not somewhere in a church building like what we experience today, which are the figures of the truth, which are figures of the truth. Mm. But, but into heaven itself. Jesus is in heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God for us. That's where Jesus is right now. He's there in the presence of God, sitting at the right hand of the throne, interceding for us as our prayers go up, as our worship go up. He's there to put it right there to the Father on our behalf. That's where Jesus is. And that's what the Word says, and that's what we must know and understand. And when you go back to the 8th chapter of Hebrews, and you begin the 1st through the 6th verse, and it begins to talk, it says this, Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the song. In other words, let's summarize this whole thing. Let me tell you what it's about. It says this, We have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. Verse 2, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle, which the Lord pitched and not man. Verse 3, 
For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Wherefore, it is of necessity that this man have somewhat also to offer. Verse 4. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law. Verse 5. Who served unto the example and shadow of heavenly things. That's what they did in the past. It was shadow of things to come. It goes on. As Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle. For, see, saith he, that thou makest all things according to the pattern showed to thee in the mount. Moses built the tabernacle with hands according to the direction that God gave him. But look at what verse 6 says. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant. They're talking about Jesus, which was established upon better promises. Moses did what he did by hand, but that was just a picture of things to come. Now, that was a picture of what Jesus is doing right now. He's at a place not built by hands, but he's in heaven itself interceding on our behalf. So when we pray, when we speak words, when we call those things that be not as though they are, Jesus takes them and he presents them to the Father on our behalf. Praise the Lord. And there we have the victory. Amen. We have the victory. Hallelujah. And we must know what I'm saying. Jesus is just not somebody that we talk about. Amen. He's just not some figment of our imagination. He's just not some spirit out there. Jesus is God himself at the right hand of the throne, presenting to God every petition that we send there. Amen. Amen. We send the petition up in prayer, praise and worship. Amen. Jesus take it and put it there before the Father Hallelujah. on Hallelujah. our behalf. On our now, how glorious is that? Praise now, that's what the Word says. And when we have faith, now faith, like the right now faith, when we pray now faith, when we use our faith and we go before now and we pray, we can know that we have a mediator. Amen. We can Thank know that we have a mediator Thank right you. now Thank when you. we pray that we call those things to be not as though they are. We know that the moment we send it, it is put before. It's not like you take something to the court and say, okay, you're going to present it to the judge, and you wait and you wait and you wait. They'll get around to presenting your case. But Jesus is there right now Amen. to present to the Father that petition that you send, Amen. that prayer Amen. that that goes up. Amen. He's Amen. right there in the presence of God right now, yes. right yes. this very moment. Yes. While we're looking around, while we're listening, while we're wondering about this, wondering about that, all we have to do is send forth the petition of God. Oh. Lord, we thank you that we have a mediator. Jesus Christ himself, Amen. that lives in us, Hallelujah. that's also right there in the presence of God, Amen. presenting on our behalf. We are in Christ, and Christ is in us. Amen. 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 And that's what our prayers will do. Prayers are powerful. God listens to our prayers. He hears us. We just need to know and understand what the protocol is. He made us in his image. God spoke and the earth was created. God Amen. spoke and things happened. When we speak, we create based on what we say that is consistent with the Word of God. Amen. Amen. That's consistent with the Word of God. 
And we must know and understand that. That's how we can call those things that be not as though that we that they are. That's how we can speak to a disease and command it to go. Because we have the power and authority. It has to obey us. Amen. The Bible says that resist the devil and he, he shall, shall flee. flee. James in James four and seven. Resist the devil. Resist the devil and any of his handiwork. Amen. Resist it and it has to obey. Speak to it, it has to obey. Speak to sickness and diseases. Speak to poverty. It has to obey. Why? Because we have the power and authority. Jesus is there interceding for us on our behalf. Amen. And it is so. And it is so. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to close. It's almost the hour is almost up um, uh, with this session. And I, I pray that it's been a benefit and, 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 and touched your heart. I know it touches our heart every time we have an opportunity to just share um, and share and minister to the body of Christ. It's so needed for us to connect and just encourage one another. Um, and I thank God for social media that allows us to be able to do this in an inexpensive manner. So it is just a blessing. And look forward to us on Wednesdays. We will be starting up our online Wednesday Bible study. Um, just so we can touch base with our uh, fellowship and the believers. So just look forward to that. Um, it will be at 7.30 on Wednesdays. We will we will start that up. 7.30 to 8? It will be 7.30 to 8 o'clock, and you don't want to miss it because God has, has a word in season for all of us, and we just want to be encouraged by, uh, mm. by God. Amen. And the word, because the word is what keeps you going. Amen. The word is what strengthens you. The word is what encourages you to keep moving forward in the things of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And so we want to we want to uh, as, as touch as many people as we can with the word of God, knowing that those seeds are being planted mm. and are strengthening your heart. Mm. Father, I thank you for everyone at the sound of my voice. I thank you for them, God, because they are precious in your sight. You have created them, Lord God, and they are your own children, Lord God, sons and daughters of the Most High. They are sons and daughters of you, and you love them, Lord God. You, They are precious to you. So, Lord, we understand that, and we know in our hearts that they are precious to us. We pray that their weak will be blessed when they go into the office or whatever job that they may have, Wherever they may be, Lord God, wherever they put their hands to, will prosper. Mm-hmm. I pray for favor with their leadership. If they're the boss, I pray for favor for them so that they can uh, uh, administer properly, lead properly, lead with integrity, lead with tenacity, lead with wisdom and passion. I pray for every person right now that their week will be blessed coming and going in jesus name we pray amen well we thank you for listening so join us the next time and we'll be right here again wednesday from 7 30 to 8 and we'll be looking for you at that time goodbye everybody bye now